In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you today? Welcome to the Sunday edition of St. Mark and Bemidji's podcast, a podcast that encourages you to open your Bible instead of propping the church door open with it. The Sunday edition, as always, is a replay of our sermon from our church or another well sister church. It's super handy for when you're on the road, you're sick, or you're unable to make it to church for one reason or another. Today's sermon continues the series on the topic, The Church That God Wants. And our text for today picks up right where we left off last week at Matthew 16, verses 21 through 26. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? And now we join Pastor Z for our sermon titled, Willingness to Share the Cross. In the name of Christ Jesus, our Savior, in whose cross we indeed glory. Amen. You ever been on the verge of one of those conversations where maybe you're speaking to somebody in private or at home or at work and you got to bring up something difficult? You know the conversation is not going to be an easy one? It's kind of a unique pain, isn't it? It's like the opposite of butterflies in the stomach. It's like a stone, the sinking feeling. There are many difficult things that we must often on maybe a daily basis say to people. I know many of you know that unique pain of something like having to share with children a cancer diagnosis or maybe some other serious disease. Not easy to discuss. Maybe there's been a lost job or a career change. Maybe you've had to swallow your pride and admit that you've been wrong. Maybe a conversation uh, that should have happened a long, long time ago. And the issues and the problems have piled up like garbage that's not been taken out. And you know that as soon as you begin to speak, or you broach the topic, that it's all going to come tumbling out. It's all going to come pouring out. Yeah, not butterflies in the stomach, more like that uh, a growing ice ball that just freezes your guts, makes your words want to stammer and uh, break out in a cold sweat, and the desire to bottle it up, to keep quiet. It's almost overwhelming. And each word, as you do speak, it's like it's being torn out of you. 
Why is that? Well, it's because you know that in difficult conversations, no matter what it is, whether it's a health concern, whether it's admitting guilt, or a host of other topics, you know that your conversation with that person, your relationship with the person that you're having that conversation with is going to change. It won't be the same from that point forward. Sharing the the gospel message, sharing the cross is not so very different from that. Oftentimes, Christians are faced with a greater crippling fear when it comes to simply sharing the cross of Jesus. Telling somebody what you believe. That's a real cross. I mean, listed a whole other issue, a whole other host of issues of, of trials and troubles that we might face. And while those are serious, the narrow definition of what a cross is is suffering for the name of the Lord. That's the definition of what a cross is. It's suffering for the name of the Lord. And oftentimes, as we examine ourselves, we are unwilling to pick them up. We all know the situations. We all know those difficult moments where you're maybe in a conversation with somebody. Maybe it's even friendly. And you see the door standing wide open for you to share your faith or share the Gospel with a friend that needs it. And instead of, quote-unquote, getting into it, we choose to pass off the opportunity. We evade it with small talk or some other uh, evade the discussion altogether. Why? The same reason. It's simpler and it's easier to keep things the way they are. It's not risking losing a friend's respect or changing the nature of that relationship, just maintaining the comfortable status quo. So while we know that for sure, by faith, we believe in our hearts that the Gospel is indeed the greatest comfort and the best message that there is for every soul. The sinful nature in us makes us unwilling to share it. Makes us unwilling to share the cross. The devil fights and gnaws at the heart of each and every one of us and wants to slam those doors shut when we have the opportunity to share our faith. You know, ironically enough, I don't know if we think about it in this context, but your Savior Jesus knows that struggle too. And that's what we find in the text for today. While, yes, He was fully God, He was also fully man. He knew that full range of emotions when it came to saying hard things, when it came to sharing the cross. And one of the most difficult things He had to teach his disciples is what we find in Matthew's Gospel for today. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. That teaching of Jesus to his disciples would have most definitely shaken things up and changed the nature of their relationship, and raised their eyebrows. 
It would have made the twelve sit back and wonder if whether or not following Jesus was really worth it. He talked about suffering at the hands of the chief priests, the elders, and the teachers of the law. It became clear that Jesus was not necessarily the Savior of Israel that they were looking for. He was supposed to set the record straight with the Pharisees and the chief priests and the teachers of the law. He was supposed to reveal Himself as the hope of Israel, the lost heir of King David. He was supposed to drive out those Gentile Roman dogs But Jesus says the hard thing. Jesus shares the cross. He's willing to share the cross. Risking His friendship with His twelve. Risking His relationship. He says to them, pick up your cross and follow Me. You and I have heard those words a lot. I don't know if we could even put a number on it, even for somebody very young. Probably heard a sermon on this text or heard this in Sunday school or catechism class countless times. Jesus saying, pick up your cross and follow me. We might even be strangely comfortable with those words. Put yourselves in the shoes of the disciples. They heard it for the first time. And they were stunned. Those words shook them to the core of their being and filled them with fear. Because that, those words, pick up your cross and follow me, is like saying, I'm going to go sit in an electric chair, and by the way, I'll warm it up for you. This is most definitely not an easy thing to tell somebody. Much less your closest friends. People who you care about. This is one of those Wounds that the Lord bore for us that you can't see. One of those scars on the inside. One that He carried on His heart. And yet He's perfectly willing, despite the hardship that it brought, to share this hard truth about Himself and who He is and his, the true nature of His cross with His disciples. He was willing because He knew that above all else, they needed to be told this more than anything. One of my professors at seminary used to tell us, his class, when you start sharing the cross, when you start doing something right in gospel ministry, duck. Wise words, and what does he mean by it? Well, simply stated, the devil's after us. He doesn't want these things shared. He wants, Satan wants to put a stop to it. He wants to maintain the status quo. He'd rather have us value the things earthly than things spiritual. Namely, our reputation, our friends, our comfort, their feelings. And as a pastor, I wish that I could say that I was above such temptation, but as a human being like you, I am most definitely not. Maybe I've confessed this before all of you in one way, shape, or form, and in, in maybe in a sermon or in private, but one of the hardest, most nerve-wracking things for a pastor to do is not stand up here and preach on Sunday morning. 
It's not doing class prep. It's not even just making outright evangelism calls. Now, the most difficult thing for a pastor to do, at least in my opinion, is to call those who haven't been in church in a while. To say the hard thing. Because you fear rejection. You fear their reaction. And you know the truth is that, that it's the same with everybody here. It's such a simple thing though, isn't it? It makes you wonder, like, you know, just, we'll make a phone call. But who's there dogging the sinful nature every step of the way? It's almost like how you know it's the right thing to do because Satan is sitting there right behind you saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. What are they going to think? You're going to push you out of your comfort zone? No, Satan wants us complacent in the comfort zone. And that's evident right here in the Gospel today. In this situation with Jesus and His disciples, is it not? Jesus shares the cross. He's willing to share the cross with His disciples. And the immediate reaction, what happens? Peter stands up, pulls Jesus aside. Pulls him away from the other disciples. Never, Lord. This will never happen to you, he says. And maybe it was even unwittingly, he challenges the very reason that Jesus came to this earth. His whole mission, his whole purpose for being incarnate in the flesh. Peter doesn't, Peter doesn't want to upset the status quo. He's happy following around this guy who's got the potential to speak a word and make God's people Israel great again. Satan was right there dogging Jesus. Working hard, trying to tempt Jesus into silence or to take back what he said or to look at Peter and say, yeah, you know, I know you're right. Maybe I shouldn't have, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. Maybe I, maybe I should have just kind of toned it down a little bit. He's trying to frighten Jesus into inaction. Just as He so often does each and every day with each and every one of us playing on our sinful nature, making us unwilling to share the cross. So Jesus shoves a sock in His own mouth. Get behind me, Satan! You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. The devil's working hard through Peter's words and Peter's rebuke. So Jesus harshly responds in turn and addresses him for who and what this is. Satan working. Get behind me, he says. You are a stumbling block to me. And here's a clear example of Jesus doing what we so often fail to do and He does it perfectly as our substitute, and as our Savior, He willingly shares the cross. Above all things, He perfectly carries the cross of a rebuke from His best friend. For all the times that we've been unwilling to pick up a cross, Jesus was willing. As I was writing this, it just sparked a prayer in my mind. Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us and thank You for Your willingness to bear 
such hurts perfectly on my behalf, on our behalf. Because we so often are not. Forgive us and restore us. The beautiful thing about this text is that it shows us this Gospel that placing our faith in the Lord Jesus isn't like any other faith or any other religion or any other philosophy that exists. Jesus doesn't simply say, do this or else. Jesus says, pick up your cross and what? Follow Me. He did it first. He picked it up first. He's carried the weight, the bulk of the load. He's drug a lion in the sand and told us what's at stake. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for Me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? The devil doesn't want to hear that. Our sinful natures want to reject that. Yet here stands the Gospel truth that salvation is found in no other place but in the cross of Jesus. That God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. That when Jesus, this is just blows my mind, that when God looks at us, He doesn't see people that are unwilling. He doesn't see people who are unwilling to carry the Gospel. He doesn't see our reluctant hearts. When God looks at you and He looks at me, what does He see? He sees the perfection of His Son, Jesus. That just floors me. Because our sin is so readily present in our own life, but when God looks at you and I, He sees the perfection of Jesus, His willingness in place of ours. Brothers and sisters, in Him, we have a truth beyond comparing. We have a truth that the devil doesn't want out. For even while carrying a cross in any worldly hardship or trial that we face, no matter who we are, no matter what we're doing, a Christian can be at peace and content not in complacency of the, the worldly status quo, but content in Christ, knowing His forgiveness, that the whole reason He was willing to bear His cross was for you and for me. For His disciples. We can't, of course, we can't exchange anything for our soul. Jesus won it. He purchased it with His own blood and His own cross, and that is true for every single human being who's ever drawn breath. And the question is, do they know it yet? Or have they forgotten it? And so when we're in those conversations, and maybe we feel the devil pressing on us, maybe it's Satan laying that crossbeam over our shoulders, don't say it. Don't speak it. Don't pick up that cross. Spite the devil for the sake of your Savior Jesus. When he causes fear, turn the tables on him and willingly share the cross of your Savior Jesus who purchased us with his own blood, who was willing to share, willing to say the hard thing and deliver that to his disciples as their highest good. Amen. Amen. 
We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarkbemidji.org. All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. salvation free lasting to eternity